Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 311 of Sack King's Therapy. Well, it's been a crazy few days. I believe this is the third day of free agency. And yeah, it's been a lot that's been happening. Uh, I decided to just hold off on the episode for a bit, but partially just to see everything um, to, to play out. And yeah, it's been it's been rewarded, I'll just say. But also for Fong to hopefully come back, and yeah, here he is. Hello. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to really even talk about the draft, um, or anything at this point. We'll we'll cover we'll cover our ground on that. But yeah, we finally have you back, and yes, it's been a crazy few days of free agency. Yeah, just a little too much. <laughs> I feel like everything just flowed on through once uh, you know that free agency day came to be yeah the only thing was you know this is like really nitpicky but it it did take like four minutes um it took like to 304 for the tweets to start come the t- for the tweets to come flooding in and flooding in they came like it it was a lot all at once like we even talked about before the show there was stuff like both you and you and i missed like i didn't know there were like some minimum signings that happened and then there was some stuff that you didn't catch either but We'll try and list out all the important ones. There's going to be a lot of minimum signings I'm not going to go over, or we're not going to go over, but the big contracts. But before we start on all that, we want to talk about the Kings, because this is a Kings podcast. The Kings did some stuff after the draft and used and did use that cap space to accomplish quite a few things. So let's start with this. The Kings trade for Chris Duarte for draft compensation. Uh, it still not has been. It still hasn't been announced what the draft compensation is. You hope that it's second round picks and not an actual pick or first round pick. But Chris Duarte, that that's interesting. Uh, what, what did you think when you first saw that? Yeah, I say it's a pretty good signing. I mean, he played with Sabonis, and from what I've read, uh, they have pretty good chemistry with each other. So with Sabonis and him on the floor, I think uh, his game would uh, flourish a little better than what uh we would have seen him in uh, indiana in last season i felt but i think last season he was injured i if i remember correctly yeah he got injured and basically fell out of the rotation um i'm not sure why but like yeah he had a bad year but the hope is he bounces back to what he was like his rookie year and he was good his rookie year he's basically your kind of prototypical Kind of, he well, he's a bit of a smaller wing. He's like six six, but overall, like can shoot, can defend. He can defend a little bit. He's not a great defender. He's he's actually reminds me. Of, he actually reminds me a lot of Kevin Herter in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's probably like he probably cuts a little bit more than Kevin Herter does. But ultimately, like he, this is like just a nice buy low option if the conversation is second round picks, and it's a guy that has shown to be able to play with a bonus. Yeah, I guess we'll see once those uh, news come out about those draft conversations. And that was essentially the first thing that happened. That happened before the start of free agency, well, the quote-unquote start of free agency. Um, once free agency started, uh, the first Kings news to hit to hit the notification button was uh, Trey Lyles. He re-signs two years, $16 million, um, plus bonuses. So what, what did you think? Good deal, bad deal? Oh, good deal, of course. I mean, I'd say, <clears throat> in my opinion, I would have paid maybe ten mil a year plus, even a little more. But then again, I, 
it'll dip into some of that uh, cat space that we might want to, you know, It's also sign. not your money. So. Yeah, it's not my money, but <laughs> I would have paid him a little more. But, I mean, it's great that he's back for a pretty uh, good deal for uh, the Kings. Yeah, he definitely took a bit of a discount. Like, I would imagine he had better deals out there. Like, he's Trey is really good. Like, you know, he can shoot. He can he can play some really physical defense. Like, he's not the best finisher in the league, but he's tough. And he's just a guy that, like, I feel a lot of teams would love to have. Like, he's a winning player. But but ultimately, he he had said in that press conference, like, he really wanted to come back and usually that actually doesn't lead to good things a lot of the time <laughs> but you know yeah he re-signs with the with the kings uh so yeah eight million per year plus bonuses so that's that's decent that's pretty good maybe it does get the 10 million you never know oh i guess we'll see but yeah definitely the chemistry with uh him and the team is very prominent especially yeah like you said after that uh, press conference yeah okay well here's a here's another one uh um, so Sasha Vazenkov, he officially signs with the Kings, three years, 20 million. Um, he's gonna he will be coming over. Um, and yeah, sorry, Olympiakos. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, he will be coming over, and I think he's gonna be a great fit with the Kings on offense. Uh, on defense, it might be a bit trickier. He, he this guy, he's gonna be amazing on offense, I think. Oh, yeah, that's for sure, especially off the bench. And I guess we'll have to see how it works out with. Uh, uh, Trey and him on the same floor. I I guess we'll be playing someone on the three, I guess. I think like this is how I imagine. I think they'll play together a lot because I think Sasha is going to be the five in that lineup. Oh. If if they if like, you know, Mike Brown wants to get a little crazy because he kind of can function as a five. Like he can function as a pseudo Sabonis, like, you know, working in the high post. I think anyway. Hmm. I guess we'll see because I don't know. I mean, it's great that we'll uh, be getting him over. And to be honest, I don't know <laughs> how these contracts work because, to be honest, I don't know how. Uh, you know, uh, I don't. Uh, the the I, Kings were gonna like pay him like the minimum last year. Like I think like so. They signed Malik to nine million last year, and like the like the rest of like the the mid level, which was about like just under two million, they were gonna give to Sasha, but like he he was so good this year, like they had to you know really dig into their bag to get him. And apparently, I think they used the exception, I believe, to sign him, so it doesn't actually eat into our cap space. Mm, I see. So, okay. Yeah. I'm really excited to come and see see him. Like I wonder if he plays in summer league. Like, just to get the feel for the team. I don't know if it would be the greatest, like, simulation, but, like, it, it'd be really cool to just see him play, like, in Summer League, possibly. Yeah, I guess, is he still considered a rookie since he just first signed in the NBA? I believe so. Hmm. So maybe we'll see him in the Summer League. I mean, some people were making jokes, like, it's uh, Vic, Scoot, and Sasha. You know, Whoa. why not? <laughs> like, I think he's going to be so good. I don't think he'll get the minutes enough to win rookie of the year, but like, he's, he's so smart and like, he's, he can pass and he can cut like he's tailor made, I think for the Kings offense and he can play alongside Sabonis. He can play at, like essentially be the back of the Sabonis and, you know, like it, it, there's a lot of stuff you can do with Sasha and I'm really excited to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah.
Well, speaking, well, not actually not yet. I skipped over, but uh, Alex Len resigns for one year, three point two million. A somewhat controversial um, signing. It the three point two is basically the the minimum from what I read. So you know, it's not it's not through any exception, so it doesn't cut into the cap space. Um, but yeah, ultimately, a bit of a controversial signing. Uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, it's only one year. After that year, I mean we could decide whether to re-sign him again or he walks. So, I mean, it's a very uh, low risk, I feel. It's just, I mean, there's not, and we'll probably get to the free agency. I feel like there's not much replacement for uh, when, but yeah, I could see what you mean by uh, this being a little controversial. I I watched a point of contention. And they it's and they read out the center lineup and it was like Christian Wood, it was uh Mason Plumley, and I, I forgot who the rest of the names were, but one of the hosts just went it's just disgusting, <laughs> just disgusting, but like um the, just a disgusting blend of backup centers, essentially. Like there and there wasn't a lot out there. Like Jacques Lawndale was a guy like when he when when the uh, Suns let him go, I would have loved to have seen him as the backup five. But again, Len resigns for one year. It's a small contract. He's there if you need him. He's not going to play every game. Like it is just kind of whatever. Although I think this does signal, like they might. I think they're looking to Kata to try and be the backup five. Like the fact that they didn't they didn't go for any of these guys really. Like the even though it is a it is a very bad pool of of centers, like I think they're gonna just throw Kata into the fire and just let see if he can sink or swim, and have Len be the third back the third big if you know if Kata isn't ready. Yeah, I mean it'd be pretty nice to see Kata to get more minutes in the NBA for him. Yeah, I'd say he is a a bit of an upgrade to Len, even though we did see. Uh, some good moments from Len last season. I think Len technically still is better, but like you want the potential of Kata. Like Kata, I I can see why he had issues with Mike Brown last. Well, not issues, but like why he didn't play as much. Like he's not ready. Mm -hmm. So we'll see like if it changes this year. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Okay, well, we talked about the backup five. The actual five of the the team, uh, Demodis Abotis, uh, signs a five-year extension for two hundred and seventeen million. I believe it starts at twenty-nine million. So, how it worked is that he he got some bonuses uh, this year uh, by basically making the All NBA team and the All Star team, and that pushed his uh, salary up to twenty-two million. And they used the cap space to add seven million to his current uh, to his current contract, his current salary. And then use the 140% uh, rule to bump up his salary. So that that basically bumps his salary next year to 40 million. And then they just work like the uh, the plus I think five percent each year to get to I think by 46 his final year um, of the extension. So overall, I think it's I think it's a really good thing to lock up Sabonis and you know. Like it's better than waiting for him for it's better than taking the risk next year, like he, where he could leave or he, he signs for I think like two hundred and sixty million for five years. So yeah, I mean, how would I say this? 
it's great that he <clears throat> accepted this extension because you know I feel like he get, uh, has a lot of faith in us <laughs> to make it far. I feel. Yeah, and like he, he even talked about like you, <clears throat> he took less than the max because he wanted to he wanted to maintain flexibility with this team to be able to make other moves. Granted, I don't think it really matters because. Well, I don't know. Like you're the Kings are now like going to be over the cap like going forward, and maybe like they could do something creative with the exceptions, and the cap will be going up. But at as it stands now, for the next few years, they're not going to be able to make a lot of moves because of this extension. And you know, like credit to him for being like securing this. And yeah, it's it it gives us peace of mind that he's not going to walk away after next season. Oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Okay. Um, overall, good. Uh, okay, last uh, Kings news. Sorry, I'm eating grapes. Uh, sorry for the pauses. Uh, Chimezi Metu has left the Kings, and he will be joining the Suns on a minimum. So, and who, by the way, had so many minimum signings. They actually did really good, in my opinion. They just got Eric Gordon, so that's really cool. Um, but, yeah, it's sad to see Metu go, but I think he will actually be decent on the, on the Suns. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, there's still the big three, and then definitely him coming off the bench will give some a little pop to for their um offense. But yeah, it's kind of sad to see him go. I I thought he would definitely be uh, resigning with us. Probably uh, with a uh, minimum. No, I, uh, no, I thought he was gone. Like, oh, you do? Just because like they didn't play him much like towards the end because. You know, Mike Brown, like the, Mike Brown and the staff, doesn't seem to trust him to kind of go, you know, go rogue, and they stopped playing him. So I thought he was gone. Like, yeah, I mean, and, after those Warriors games before the playoffs, yeah, 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 and it, it is that because he has been kind of a staple, uh, even though it's really only been like what two, three years. He has become somewhat of a staple in the Kings. Like free poor Metsu has been like really cool, but. You know what? Hope hope he does well in the Suns, and hope he has you know. Just hope he just has more. I think he will be cheered when he comes back. I don't think he's gonna be a Buddy or Marvin situation. Like he was great in the locker room, and I think the Beam team will forever like they they will forever reign supreme. Like last year was special, and yeah, he really did contribute a lot to that team. You know. But now, would it be sad if he got a video package when he plays back at the Kings Arena? Like sad as in like tear jerking, or sad as in wow, we're giving Metu a a a video package. Yeah, like no offense to Metu, but <laughs> I mean, we didn't give one to Bagley, which that's I more. Mean, that's actually pretty understandable. Yeah, I did not, it's understandable. Did not end on good terms. And from what I remember, how he didn't get one either. Yeah, that was surprising. I thought he would get one, and Buddy, Buddy, of course, didn't get one either. Uh, one, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> a, bit, a bit weird how the Kings handled that one, but I, I don't know. I, I, I would, I would do, I would do one. I would do a video package. Like he again, he was a staple for the past few years of the team. Yeah, I mean the one clip that I will always remember is that uh, Mavs game winner at home. Oh yeah, the yeah that was a really good that was a really good play. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't shoot well for the rest of the year <laughs> after that. But that was a great moment. That that really was. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for the Kings uh, section. Uh, let's move on to just some signings, meaning that uh, teams or guys that switch teams. So 
this uh this was kind of the first eye-popping one uh bruce brown two years 45 million dollars to the pacers uh the second year is a team option though according to zach Lowe. yeah he he got the bag definitely and too bad the nuggets uh you know can't match that because there's no way <laughs> but um yeah yeah there was literally no way they could actually sign him to that so <laughs> there was literally no way i mean yeah i mean if it didn't work out the first year for the pacers i mean at least they have a team option for the second year but yeah that's a that's a lot of money <laughs> yeah like I, like bruce brown is good don't get me wrong he was really good in the finals but it's not that good like people were talking about him like oh he's gonna be one of the best signings of the offseason like Again, he's good, but like he's not that good. I think people are overhyping him a little bit. I think I, I would say it's gonna be one of the best signings for the right price, and this price is not so great. So it's, it's up there. Although I think he will be good for for the Pacers. Like I just don't think he's like you know a lot of people were talking about like he's the difference maker, like for for a championship team. Like. Yeah, for the Nuggets maybe, but like I don't know for other teams. I think that I think it's a bit rich uh, for people who were thinking like he again. I he's good, but he's not as good as people think he is, in my opinion, anyway. Well, we'll see if he proves us wrong. But yeah, I mean, after one year, if it doesn't work out, like I said, they have that second year team option to uh, possibly drop him. I guess. Yeah, I, I highly doubt. It. I think I think they will. Well, again, they, they, he, again, if he if he's as good as people say he is, like they're gonna pick up that option. Like <laughs> either way, this is the this is gonna be the most money he's ever made. Like apparently, I think he, only thirteen million the first four years of his career or five years of his career. Yeah, I mean, was it? It was still rookie contract up to that point, right? Yeah, and then like he got he got a discount, um, like seven million from the Nuggets, and that's it. Like, so yeah, yeah kudos to him. He, he's become a really good player. Like, you know, I just remember watching, watching him on the Nets. I'm just like, this dude's a 6'4 center. And then all of a sudden he goes to the Nuggets. Oh, he's, oh, he can handle the ball too. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, like, he's very versatile. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gabe Vincent, three years, 33 million with the Lakers. Really happy for Gabe. Wish it wasn't for the Lakers, but you know what? Get the bag. Yeah pretty much it i mean too bad miami can't resign him either <laughs> i don't know how their cap space is in terms of uh resigning but hey at least he uh got the bag as well i will say this makes a little a, a lot less sense now because they also well, i mean i'm jumping ahead but like they also resigned Delo for i think 17 per year for two years mm. i forgot what the total number is but who do you think starts him or Delo? excuse me um man that's a that's a good question i have a bad feeling it's gonna be dwell still and gabe coming off the bench for extended minutes but i mean like like you said whoever uh ends the game will you know play for the rest of the game so if Dewell's not going so hot, he'll just sit out for the rest of the game and just let uh, Gabe cook, I guess. Yep, uh, basically 100% agree with you. Like Whoever's got it going uh, will be the one closing the game, and D'Lo will start. 
But like now you have an actual kind of like backup to D'Lo, you know, who who really runs hot or cold sometimes. Like he ran hot for two rounds and then just absolutely shit the bed um, against Nuggets. And it's good to have a second option behind him. Granted, a bit more of a pricey one. But again, Gabe is good. I love Gabe. You know, Modesto's own. Even though mm-hmm. it's technically not Sacramento. I don't think it's Sacramento, is it? Eh, close enough. <laughs> yeah, he is close. He played a lot in Stockton. Like he played he played high school ball in Stockton. So that's I think part of Sacramento. Yeah. I, I don't know anymore, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know how the county lines work, but yeah, I mean it's close enough. It's the closest biggest city, I guess you could say. I think they're part of San Joaquin, if I remember right. I, I, I don't know. That's not important. Anyways, really happy for Gabe. Get that bag. Uh, okay, this was the first jaw drop. Well, not the first jaw drop, jaw dropper. We'll get to that later. But like the second, just, you know, bold, my eyes bulged out of my head. Fred Van Vliet, three years 130 million with the Rockets. Uh, this took a, a long time for, for them to come to an agreement because the Rockets were ready to offer him two years uh, at the max, which was like 80 something million. But he was able to talk them into giving him the third year. So, yeah, your first thoughts when you heard this one. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> was it 43? 43 Somewhat per million? year, yes. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> I didn't know Rockets had that much money to throw around. 60 million in cap space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, holy crap. Like, congrats for Fran, Fred Van Vliet for um, getting a bag, but I, I didn't. <laughs> they literally got fleeced. No, uh, no offense. He literally is just set. He just keeps setting records for like the most an undrafted player has ever been paid. And yeah, I agree with you. It's an overpay. He will bring a lot of professionalism to that team. Like apparently they were def- uh, like they were debating the Rockets were they were debating between him or James Harden. Oh boy. And okay. like they ultimately went with Fred Van Vliet. Like in a vacuum, I don't. I think I would have gone with Harden because Harden's the better player. But if you're talking about a tone setter, if you're talking about a leader, a guy who sets the table, like granted, James Harden does that as well. But like you talk about like the off the court leader, the leadership stuff. I think Fred might have more it, it, like it, in that camp than Harden does, who, you know, Harden is notorious for kind of, you know, let's just say enjoying himself uh, off the court. And I think Fred Van Vliet, like especially with a lot of their other signings, like he's going to he's going to set the tone for like. For the team and he's going to be able to organize that team and just give them kind of just give them that guy um to kind of lead the young guys and the vet and the veterans now to, to just be able to lead them to competency uh yeah now it it's rich paul his agent because i feel like rich paul is his I, agent i don't think he is i think he has mm. someone else i don't ever remember him hearing about him and clutch I, I can look that up later but uh Okay, so it's a quick pop quiz for Fred Van Vliet. Okay. So he's earning $43 million per year right now. Well, but just uh, like just under. I think last year will be like really high. How many times has he has he shot more than 43% in his career? How many times? Like he's 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 been in the league for one, two, three, for seven years. How many times has he shot over 43%? Ooh. I gotta go with two. 
He has zero season shooting zero. Over, shooting over 43%. And he has three seasons shooting less than 40%. And then the other years, the highest he's ever shot is 42%. Only one season? Only one season. The rest of them are like 41, 40, and yeah, 39. <laughs> like, this is what the... Like, Jesus. I didn't know he was that, like, inefficient as a, as a player. Yeah, maybe he'll change in the Rockets. We'll see. I mean, I feel like he's gonna get a lot more looks uh, with the Rockets, but yeah, it'll be pretty interesting how they're gonna set up uh, with their young guys with Fred and you know other other guys that they also got. I guess. Yeah, I I'll be honest. I soured on Fred after his rant on the refs last year. Like they. Uh, Look, I, I look, I get it. People people like get bad at the refs. The refs were not the reason why you were playing bad, Fred. <laughs> you were playing like <laughs> shit that game. You're playing like shit that game. So much so your teammates stopped passing you the fucking ball. That's why you that's why y'all lost. Because you were playing <laughs> like shit. It, yeah. For less than 40%, three times in four years, or three times in seven years. Oh, just I did not know he was that bad of like a shooter. I mean, granted, he's okay from three-point line, but my God, that's bad. Yeah, it feels like every time we play against him, it feels like he's shooting more. <laughs> that's that's all I could say. Uh, yeah, I just remember looking at the stats. He played very well against us that game, but like for the rest of the games, it was like 30%, like 40%. It was crazy how bad he shoots. Hmm. Okay, we'll talk about, talk about the other... Um, we'll, we'll just kind of lump uh, these two together. Um, so... Talk about the Rockets. Dylan Brooks, four years, $80 million uh, with the Rockets. It was a sign and trade. They didn't have the cap space to straight up sign them. And then Jacques Londale, four years, $32 million. Um, yeah, let's start with Dylan Brooks. Uh, is this a good deal? Um, or is it or is this an overpay? I mean, I'm gonna say it's an overpay, but I guess for <laughs> In terms of NBA, uh, I guess it's an okay deal. I would, I would definitely would uh, sign him for West, but I mean, good for him. I'm just surprised that uh, uh, he found a place that would pay him that much. To be honest, yeah, I think it's an overpay. Like, I, sure, salary caps coming up, whatever. Look, I had I read so many people that were mad at the extension. That Harrison Barnes got. If the alternative is to sign this motherfucker to twenty million per year, yes, I will. I will rather resign Harrison Barnes. I'm just saying, this is a guy that is not as good as Harrison Barnes, and we'll see what uh, Ime Udoka can do. I wonder if he can rein Dylan Brooks in because I soured on the idea of signing Dylan Brooks because he wants more shots. He's probably going to get shots with the Rockets. But I do wonder if Ime can get him to take better shots and honestly convince him that he's not a good shooter. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if Dylan Brooks wants to prove something to uh, the NBA, he will do that. But that's if he puts in the work in his shots and uh, doesn't take any stupid shots in the games, which... Who are we talking uh, about again, by the way? <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Yeah. We'll see. Like he, he might sacrifice his team for his own glory. We'll see. Yeah, that's. I feel like he's not gonna fly anymore. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys in this Rockets team that 
will definitely do a lot better than this guy. Well, yeah, we'll see. I think he's going to get big minutes, and they still they actually they actually consolidated a lot of young guys and by trading them away. And you know, like the guys that are left, Shangun, um, Jalen Green. Like now you now you have a lot of competency around the main guys, and we'll see how it goes. I I don't like the idea of Dylan Brooks jacking up shots. Like if if he's going to do that shit, like I hope Emil Doga immediately benches him if he does that bullshit. He's out if he's out there just to play defense and every now and then like you know attack a closeout or like take a three, that's fine. It's just if he's gonna be like doing pull-up mid-rangers, get him the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But the thing is, the coaches love good defense and they can they'll live with some bad offense. So I I, I don't know. We'll see what Eme does. Oh uh, yeah. Uh Jean Londale, though, I think that's a great signing. Like I would I like him. It's probably an overpay for him, like eight million per year. But he's good, and I was actually really looking for the Kings to sign him. But he's he's a bit expensive. If that was the contract that the Kings would have to would have had to match. Yeah, I don't, I don't. To be honest, I don't really remember too much from him. From I I want to say the Phoenix days. Yeah. Um. But yeah, eight mil a year. Uh. I mean, can he shoot? <laughs> A little bit. He's not really a knockdown shooter. He can. He can physically shoot the ball. Um, but not great. But he did outplay DeAndre eight, like for stretches. So mm, that yeah. that's good enough for me. Yeah, I mean, good for him for getting the bag as well. I, it seems like the Rockets are just throwing money. Marcus Thompson called him the sugar daddy of this offseason. And yeah, they they did. They definitely threw over they were threw around a lot of money. Um Granted, there were a lot of people that didn't seem to want to take their money for a good day of free agency, but hey, they they dished out a lot of money. They got they got a bunch of vets, and they might be good. Um, do you think they are a playing team in the West? Uh, probably, actually, from the looks of it, as long as everything goes smoothly, Dylan Brooks somehow improves <laughs> in terms of his uh shot selection and maybe his shooting as well um and if you know the competency of the rockets uh has settled down so maybe there'll be a good change of pace for uh the rest of the team but i i feel like it'll take a little time to get going i i don't think they're gonna be that good because I just mentioned to you, Fred VanVleet routinely shoots under forty percent. Dylan Brooks is not much better, um, and then Jalen Green also pretty not. A, he's a scorer, not really a shooter. They don't really have a shooter, uh, unless I'm forgetting someone. And I think it's going to be tough. Like there's going to be some tough nights where they're just not making threes, and hmm. I think that's going to doom them. And I don't think their defense has improved enough, unless you get like really good improvements from the aforementioned Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, and Shingu. Yeah, I mean, definitely could see them in the nine ten seed. I yeah, mean, like they'll be fighting around there. They'll probably hover around the eleven twelve for a bit, and maybe sneak into the nine ten. But I think that's where they're really going to be, like around that nine to twelve area. Okay, I guess we'll see then. Yeah. Uh, next one, Dante DiVincenzo, four years, fifty million with the Knicks. The Knicks, yeah, yeah, the reunion of the uh, Nova Boys. So that that's really cool. Yeah, I mean that's 
I mean, I, I would say that's just about the right amount of money that he should be earning, to be honest. And I guess we'll see how he uh, fends off in the Knicks with, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I still don't have faith in the Knicks after all of this. Yeah, they just traded what will be topping, like just putting an end to that experiment. Um, you know, Julius Randle is still there. <laughs> Again, we're not fans of Julius Randle. Um, but I, I think it's a slight overpay for Dante, but Dante's going to fit right in. You're like, you talk about a, like a Tibbs type of guy, like hard-nosed defender, plays hard as hell, and just it is, yeah, he's a chaos agent out there, and he's he's going to be great, I think, for this team. Where that gets the team is a whole nother story, but like I think he's gonna fit right in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh Dante Exum is back with the NBA after I believe winning the French championship. He was on the same team as uh as Chima Moneki. And he resigned he signs with the Mavs on a guaranteed contract. Yeah. Do do you happen to know how much or uh no, I don't think I got a number. It just says guaranteed. Hmm. Yeah, it's great that uh he found a way back into the league and i mean all i remember from him is the was it 2k15 storyline with him there was a storyline with him wait I, what, what that was the one with the voice with the player voice acting right i think so yeah uh, oh god oh the legend the legendary james harden and uh, I, Dion waiters i think was the other one yeah i just remember he was supposed to be your i guess the bet nemesis or whatever like oh was that what that was oh god was it maybe i'm thinking of something else but i just remember he was like uh, a decent part of uh, one of the storyline games in 2k so yeah i mean uh from what we talked about uh outside the pod it seemed like he's been uh improving ever since uh the departure of uh the nba which i don't remember when he departed to be honest well, yeah, the main thing was, like, he, he had a lot of injuries, so hopefully he stays healthy. But apparently he has really worked on his three-point shot, which was the other issue with him. Like, I remember he was really good against James Harden, like, uh, in the playoffs, like, one of, like, a game or two. Like, really good at defending him. So he's got the defense. He's going to never make a shot, which was the problem. So we'll see, like, you know, like, the Mavs really got, really got like, creative in free agency and draft. So... You know, maybe this is something, maybe it's not, but like really happy to see him back in the league. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And to end the signings, at least for now, it is Sunday, 320. Uh, Max Struess, uh, four years, 63 million with the Cavs in a sign and trade for uh, Jetty Osmond's, um, Lamar Stevens, and draft compensation for, uh, going to the Heat. So, what, what, do you, what do you think of this signing? Four years, 63 million another big bag in my opinion but hey i mean it's good that he's getting the bag and i feel like he's uh worth every penny uh you know for the calves uh, i don't know i think he's a bit small for my liking oh my and, gosh <laughs> and, and i think he's fine i don't think 63 million like it's a bit much I, look he's good don't get me wrong but it's it's just that much like granted they're desperate for like a wing but i would have liked to have seen them gone a little bigger like a six seven guy granted everyone's looking for those guys and you <laughs> have to really pay for that so yeah this is a this is good uh, but i don't know if max was 63 million that's a bit much for my liking yeah i know what you mean i mean 
my judgment is also clouded because like he did not play well in the finals like granted i don't think a lot of guys on the heat play well in the finals they just kind of gassed out but yeah my judgment is kind of um just is a bit messed up because of that mm. i mean in terms of regular season and you know pre-finals i i think he was just fine um yeah like you said four years 63 is a bit much but i mean these contracts are getting bigger by the year so i mean if it's something that you have to pay that much for a player like max Struess, i mean i guess go for it i mean it's crazy how much uh money these guys are getting paid nowadays compared to like what five years ago and also like let's like i bring up the size thing they're starting backward is six one and six one that's oh. a bit that's an issue like that's why i want more size with them unless I mean, you know, you're not bringing them off the bench because they're stars. So yeah, I just think they need more size. But again, everyone's looking for it. And uh, Karis LeVert also got re-signed by them. I'm not the biggest fan of that contract, but it is what it is. Like, he's okay, but he's not going to do much for you. So, yeah, I think I think the Cavs did what they could. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how we'll see how things work out. Apparently, uh, Jared Allen is is available for talks. Like, they're really looking to trade him, which surprised me. Yeah, I wonder for what though, because I doubt we have anything to get. James him. Harden, I don't know. For James Harden, it's gonna for have Dame, to. For Dame, you know, add add more six one guys to the team. E- that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the extensions portion of the podcast uh so draymond uh the first transaction uh four years a hundred million fourth year is a player option good bad eh uh i would say bad in terms of how long he's gonna be here for like how old is he now he's 33 so he'll be possibly yeah 37 and he's gonna take that player option for sure I mean, for sure, no other team would want him. I was so sick of the Kings stuff. It's just like, yeah, like sure, he makes sense on defense, sure, but he tanks your offense, or as I said on the last episode, stomps a hole in your offense in your chest in the chest of your offense. But <laughs> like, it's just I don't get it. Like, he doesn't fit on most teams, and I don't, I don't think it's been talked about enough. I mean, it's good that the Warriors re-signed him, but I, I mean, it's it's the price that they, I guess they had to pay for him. But they, they do, this, they they need him. But in my opinion, for this amount of length in terms of this contract, I mean, how much more can you get from him up until when he turns thirty-seven? I mean, you never know. Like he is like legit one of the one of the smartest and most versatile defenders in the league. And I, I don't, I like, I, I'm kind of on the, I'm kind of on the side of like, it's a slightly bad contract, but like, if you kind of see the full picture, cause like the reason why he has that contract is because he's cool with Steph and Steph wants him back. So like, they're mm-hmm. kind of a package deal. You, you have to do it. Like he, like I just said, he doesn't fit on other teams. He's a great fit with Steph and the Warriors. Like he is, he kind of is their heart and soul. Like the, the Warriors don't win a, don't win titles without him. And, but it, it is a bit of an overpay for, you know, 
for like a guy that probably didn't have that many like reasonable options out there like does he really want to go to the Rockets does he really want to go to I don't know um Detroit you know he's from Michigan so maybe this, there's something there but like I didn't see another option out there and granted and lowballing him might have been that would that would have been ballsy to do but like you know that's about fair for what he does yeah it's yeah, it seems like yeah, the Warriors are the only choice to for him to come back to, especially for that kind of price, which I mean, no other team would pay him that price in my opinion. I mean, if we paid him that much, I'd be pretty furious about Bill that. Simmons said four years one hundred and eighty million. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why? Why would we pay him that? Again, he tanks your offense so badly. Not by the way, on offense, not only can he not shoot, he can't finish. He can't finish inside. And like, yeah, setting a screen for like a three for De'Aaron Fox is not the same as Steph Curry. As much as I love De'Aaron Fox, like it's not the same thing. No. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it doesn't work on offense. It, it was just why are people that obsessed? I like Draymond. He's really good on defense, but doesn't doesn't. He's not good enough to be able to like make up for some of the stuff he does on offense. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, good for the Warriors. Hopefully, they'll get back to that promised land with all of this. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, okay. Well, this guy. Uh, so he was linked to the Kings. Um, Kuzma, four years, one hundred and two million dollars to return to the Wizards. Um. Yeah, a lot of people are just kind of like there is a there is a debate to be had. Like, should the Kings have done, have paid him the, this kind of money? Um, and yeah, what do you think about him going back to the Wizards? I mean, good for him for getting the bag as well. It's just twenty five a year is still a lot, in my opinion. For twenty five point six or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, for a guy like Kuzma, I mean best i'd pay is around a 20 mil area but i mean there's really not many players uh out there in the free agency uh to really acquire for the kings with uh you know the tight money that we have but yeah i mean sure good for the wizards for re-signing kuzma i mean that's all I, I think it's bad for the Wizards. <laughs> you know, like that's just my opinion. Like you're gonna be stuck in mediocrity again. I think I think they should tank and just give the keys to Kulabale. But you know, what do I know? Like you do need a vet around, maybe. So maybe why not? You know. Yeah. I mean, at least he's gained that money, which I'm happily not. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy that the Kings aren't gonna be paying for so. So yeah. this this is the kind of debate that I had with just just ha- not not with anyone just by with, by myself really but like is he worth twenty five million I would argue he is just because like granted he's marginally better than Harrison I don't think he's that much better because he's not as good of a shooter as Harrison but like the defensive stuff the size like that would have been a great fit with the Kings. And this is unfortunately the the market for forwards. Like Harrison is a very, very good player. He's a very good forward. 
But the Kings do need to upgrade from him, I think, in order to take the next step. But the next step is, like, the money jumps so much, like, for that next level. And, you know, again, Kuzma is, Kuzma is marginally better than Harrison. But you're paying $7 million more per year for him. And you can have a debate whether he's worth it or not. But that's just the going price for forwards, like, versatile forwards like a Kuzma. Yeah, I mean... It's tough. Yeah, it, it's going to have to replace Harrison because there's no way we would keep both Harrison and Kuzma. But yeah, I could see what you mean. It's just, are we ready to put out all that money for a guy like Kuzma to take uh, the Kings to the next level? Which I feel like it's not enough still after all that, in my opinion. Well, speaking out of putting out the money... This was this was the first like gr- what I call gross contract. Just the the really makes you go. Bleh. Jeremy Grant, five years, one hundred and sixty million dollars with the Blazers. <laughs> when I first okay, so here his my here was my first reaction when I saw this. I my first reaction was like, oh, I guess Dame is staying. That has proven not to be true. We'll get into that. <laughs> but it's just holy shit, one hundred and sixty. Yeah, I mean, I like Jeremy Grant, just not that much money. I mean, he really, he he's the one that really fleeced, <laughs> I think, around the league. But, um, yeah, I remember there were talks that uh, we should go for Jeremy Grant, but yeah, no, <laughs> no but thank like, you. Th- this is a more extreme version of the Kuzma thing. Like Jeremy Grant is better is better. Like, Kuzma is better than Harrison Barnes. But, like, in order to get that upgrade, it's such a high price you have to pay. And, like, to the extreme for Jeremy Grant. Like, you know, you go for – he literally is just about earning twice of what Harrison is. But he's not twice as good as Harrison. He's about, like, maybe 25% better. It's not a huge – it's not a huge thing. And it's just – yeah, like, and yeah, this is this is more of the Blazers fucking up more than it is actually the market, in my opinion. And yeah, this is kind of the going rate for forwards. And yeah, what are they gonna do? Like, are are they gonna are they gonna kind of do the John Collins thing where you know he he's a good player, he's gonna have value. We're gonna just trade him later on. Uh, that's gonna be tough to trade him, to be honest. With that kind of contract, I mean, like you said, it is the going rate for these kind of forwards nowadays. But, for, I mean, I feel like in the future, it's just going to be tough for uh, to create a package with him <laughs> for some uh, whatever returns. Like, it, it's, it is a lot of money. But, like, you know, people make the argument he is, he is more of a wing than, say, a John Collins is. But, like, I can see a world where, like, you know, you only get seconds back for him because he kind of forces the issue. Ultimately, I think it's a, it's an overpay for him. And I don't know what the hell the Blazers are doing, especially now that Dame is going to be gone. Like, and you're still going to sign him to this contract. So I don't know. Like, it's just, and I don't know what the hell they're doing, <laughs> really. I don't know. I'm not a GM, but I felt like I should, we should have waited for Dame to make a decision before uh making this big of a contract to be honest we'll 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 get into the details later on but 
you know, it's just, I don't get what the Blazers are doing. Like, you don't pay this much for a guy. That's when you're probably going to try and develop more, more, more than likely. Like, you're going to be paying Jeremy Grant to sit at home <laughs> quite a lot, I think. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. And, and yeah, this is, this is, I guess, to go back to the Kings, like, you know, it's a bit disappointing they didn't upgrade the position. They didn't add, like, significant amount of talent. They made more made moves around the margins, some, you know, savvy moves, you want to call that. But I don't blame them for not biting on these kinds of prices. Yeah. I mean, as years come, these contracts are going to get even crazier. So hopefully that cap space will increase for more maneuverability because, dear God, it's crazy. But Jeremy Grant is like one year younger than Harrison. It's not like he's a spring chicken. Granted, he oh, again, really? he is better. He is better. But it's like, Jesus, five years, 160 million. Anyways, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Kyrie, three years, 126 million. Uh, third year is a player option uh, with the Mavericks, by the way. I already mentioned that. But mm-hmm. uh, another note with him of, so I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Sorry if I butchered there. Shatelia. Riley Irving, uh, she's he's Kyrie's stepmom, will become the first black woman uh, agent to negotiate and complete an NBA contract. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, nice. But yeah, well, what, what did you think of the contract? I mean, for Kyrie, understandable, to be honest. Uh, for the math situation, I mean, they did make some good moves, but I mean, how much of a step forward is there from you know the current season that we just witnessed um that's another like thing to i guess to take into consideration i mean i feel like they'll do slightly better than last season but i don't know (laughs) like uh Kyrie and luca i feel like can go far but not too far (laughs) i I think it is a. I think them two is actually a good fit. It's just they don't really have options to really fill out around them. Like you need wings around them, right? There's no real path for them to get good wings. Like they got Omax. I don't like as much as I love Omax. I don't know if he was going to be able to be a positive con- contributor in his first year. That's a tall ask for to add to you know get someone to do, and. Right, like right now, like they had to do this, and you hope that they, you hope that just with more reps, like they get more familiar with each other, they just start playing better together, and maybe like they'll actually be in the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I can see them getting probably around eight or seven, maybe, but yeah, they'll hover around that area. But like, it, it could be a situation like last year where. The you know the amount of wins separating a third seed and like the ten seed were like five, so yeah. you know they they could be a lot of juggling for position. But yeah, I mean, for Kyrie, I definitely would pay that. It's just the math situation's kind of weird at the moment. Well, like if Kyrie plays, I would pay that. The issue is you don't <laughs> know if he's gonna play. No, like, but beyond the injuries, like he gets injured quite a bit. He just randomly gets depressed sometimes. Like, granted, go seek out like mental help, like for the love of God, something. But like, he just randomly just disappears sometimes. Yeah, 
I mean, it feels like, I mean, so far, knock on wood, he's been playing a lot with the Mavs uh, during the late, later half of last season. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> as long as he plays more than where uh, we could predict. 40 games hopefully oh, yeah, that's low um <laughs> let, let's do 65 like 65. for him to qualify for rewards yeah <laughs> let's hope he plays that much though <laughs> yeah it, it does like the thing with Kyrie, really a basketball player i love watching him play he's just surrounded by so much bullshit that you can't ignore he's worth the he's worth the 126 million if he plays again but you just have to dig through so much bullshit to get to that. And I don't think he sees that. He just, he just thinks like the media makes shit up, up about him. But, you know, he's the one kind of causing all of it. But it is what it is. Yeah, it is. Okay, uh, Christoph Porzingis, two-year, $60 million extension with Boston. Um, thoughts? I mean, it seems like a lot of money, in my opinion. But, I mean... Sure, I guess. I mean, it, it'd be pretty interesting uh, to see him play next to uh, the Boston guys. So, I, I mean, I don't know how much was he getting paid before. It was like in the thirties. Like it, this is a, I think it was like a hundred million dollar three over three years type thing. Yeah, and I remember it was he got traded there, but I forgot what uh, Boston had to give up for him. Uh, they basically had to give him Marcus Smart. It was uh, a three-team trade. Like that's right. I have I have mentioned it on on a previous episode. Like I think they got the wrong guy in the trade because mm. Tyus Jones is in the trade, and I think that's the guy. Because I look look Porzingis is the best player in that trade. Sure. The issue with the issue with Boston for so many years, they don't really have an organizer. Marcus Smart is was never the greatest organizer. He he was good enough. He was good enough in stretches, but when you really need it, like it's he probably just wasn't the guy, and they just always end up shitting the bed. Tyus Jones, I feel, would be the stabilizer for this team, but he's going to Washington. <laughs> and I yeah. don't get look, the internet loves this trade. I disagree with them. I just think they need an organizer. And you're right. Like, I mean, I I do like Porzingis in Boston. But you're definitely right that they need a point guard for once. Which, when are they gonna ever get a point guard? <laughs> like they're gonna make Derek White, and uh, I'm, I assume Malcolm Brogdon is gonna stay with that team. They're gonna make them the point guards, which I think would be fine. Like, but they do lose Marcus Smart. We, we, again, is kind of their heart and soul. Granted, I think they actually might be better in a lot of places <laughs> without him. But like, you do lose like a big part of your team, and. Uh, like, I don't know if Porzingis even fills that void. Like, he was good last year, but you want to talk about, like, Kyrie Irving not playing a lot of games. Porzingis doesn't play a lot of games. Granted, he played quite a bit last year, but dude just randomly gets injured for and because he, he's big. Yeah, I mean, he's another guy that you hope he plays multiple games or more than, uh, what, 60 games, hopefully, uh, in this season. Well, well, the thing is, you want him to be, you know, ready for the playoffs, and that's that's where things get a bit tricky. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, it'll be an interesting fit for sure. Um, is Al Horford still in the team? He is on the team. 
So. But he can play alongside them. He can shoot. Like he can play alongside uh Robert Williams or Al Horford. Like he he's big, he can protect the rim, and he can shoot. So like I think it will work. I just I don't know. Like again, their main problem, they shit the bed in crunch time every single time. Well, I guess we'll see. It'll be definitely a lengthy team for sure. Yeah, it definitely will be. Um uh, Herb Jones, four years, $54 million extension with the Pelicans. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good extension in my opinion. Yeah, really good extension, really good defender. He'll need to work on the shot a little bit more. But, like, he's he's a, he's a an all he's an all-world defender. And, yeah, good good uh, signing by the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Johnson, four years, $108 million with the Nets. I don't remember this was a this was a offer sheet, but... Yeah, four years, one hundred eight million. I, I want to say it's bad, but the going rate for wings is high. But I, I think it's just a little too much, in my opinion. <laughs> there were a lot of people that on the there were a lot of Kings fans that wanted him, and like over Harrison Barnes. I'll say this right now: I don't think he's better than Harrison Barnes. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to have him, but not for that much. May, yeah, even if uh, we paid him the going rate for what we gave to Harrison Barnes, I'd still like be kind of iffy about that. Yeah, so like he's a better shooter, and but I don't think he's that good of a defender. He's a very he's a very good theoretical um, three and D guy, but like he's. He's not, he's not like, he can't really dribble much. He's not much of an inside threat. He's, he's all right, but it's like, again, you're paying 25, over 25 million a year for a guy who, again, I don't think is better than Harrison Barnes. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, I guess, if he improves, I guess, with the Nets, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just not, just not the guy that I would have uh, first thought of uh, when looking at the free agency market for uh, you know signing. So, like the thing, the thing with the Nets, like uh, we'll, we'll get more into detail, but like that's a great Dame destination because they have wings upon wings upon wings. Like they they they're stacking wings like tanking teams stack stack a uh, draft picks and. Like, if they can just, like, trade one or two of their wings for Dame and, like, you still have, like, one or two left, that's a really nasty team, I think. Mm. Like, uh, we'll see what they do, like, going forward. But, like, Mikel Bridges, I really like. Like, Cam Johnson's probably going to stay on that team now, no matter what. It's it's interesting. Um, But, yeah, I think it's an overpay for Cam Johnson. I think he's much more of a theoretical player than he is the actual player. <clears throat> yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, Rui Hachimura, three years, $51 million with the Lakers. I thought this was a good deal, in my opinion. I like Rui. Um, it might be a little too much, but, I mean, for for a guy like Rui, I think that's just fine. Yeah, I, I think Rui is good. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's a bit of an overpay for a guy who mostly is a spot-up guy. But he's good. He's got size. He's developed his three-point shot a little bit, it looks like. We'll see if he keeps improving. If he reverts back to what he was before the Lakers, that's a really bad deal. But, like, you hope that he's turned a corner. 
yeah, we'll see. Uh, D'Lo, th- two years, thirty-seven million. Yeah, fine, I guess. Yeah. It's a bit expensive for D'Lo, but yeah. you know, D'Lo was good. Like uh, up until the conference finals, we tend to forget that, but like he does run hot and cold, and it, when he when he goes cold, it's bad. Oh, don't you worry. He'll practice his three-point shooting after each game. Was that, <laughs> was that really a meme? Like, I keep hearing that. Yeah, <laughs> like, after each of the, what is it, Nuggets versus Lakers games, he would practice his three-point. Next game, he he, he did dog shit. <laughs> I mean, we we all know that, uh, whatchamacallit, D-Will didn't do well at all during that uh, series. So he practiced his shot. Nothing came from it. My thing is like if he's around a fifteen million per year player, like I'm fine with that. This is a bit, it's a bit high. It's like around the nineteen, like just under nineteen. So it's a bit much, but that's fine. Like again, you have a backup plan in Vincent if he doesn't have it going. So I think it's a fine signing by the Lakers. Oh yeah. Okay, well let's get to the really, the really, <laughs> the really, let's just say stacked. Uh, extensions. <laughs> uh Sacramento, former Sacramento King, Tyrese Alliburn gets the max extension, the max rookie extensions, five years up to 20, 260 million with the Pacers. You want to talk about getting the bag? Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, for what he's worth, I'd say I'd pay it, but wow <laughs> like i didn't expect that much money <laughs> would you okay here's here's a fun question do you think the kings would have given him this extension i don't not, think so not I, with fox <laughs> i don't think he would have gotten this like shit. i mean that was my reaction like shit. i mean isn't that more than what fox is making oh, it's, way, it's way more it's it's because the salary cap's going up that's why yeah. But it's like, oh, damn, 260 million. I mean, we all know Halliburton's good, but is it 260 million dollars good? That's a real question, right? If he keeps like improving, sure. But like, just again, just looking at the numbers, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. (laughs) Like, uh, let's see, Fox. I mean, if Fox got drafted, what, two years later? <laughs> yeah, he began the similar type of bag. Yeah. Which is, yeah, crazy to think of. But I think his contract right now is like literally 100 million less <laughs> than what. The... Granted, I think De'Aaron made the all NBA team, so he might be a little higher now, but it's like a good 100 million less than what, what Halliburton got. Granted, the next extension is where the money's going to come in. Yeah. But, but yeah. Compared to like what Fox is getting, it's just right off the bag. Halliburton coming in to the Pacers for just one season so far. This much money. I mean, I love Howie, but I just don't know. Like, there's a lot of variables still left to uh, for him to prove uh, to you know show that he's uh, this much of a payout of a player. Now, I will I will say when they were making when they when he was healthy when the team was healthy they were a playoff team like they were in that mix they they ultimately fell out because they were they kept they got injured but like I think honestly if they make the playoffs this upcoming year I think it's worth it yeah I would say so I mean 
hopefully uh, Halburn continues to improve and we'll still support him. But yeah, and that's sorry to cut you off, but uh, bonus points for uh, Halliburton for tweeting out the million dollar man meme. So he's, <laughs> he's so he's so good at, uh, on social media. Uh, yeah, we should probably move on because I'm gonna get a little sad. Uh, Lamelo also five year, two hundred sixty million dollar extension. Um, I would say in the same vein, it's it's worth it. We'll see what they do. Uh, they just resigned Miles Bridges, so for them but yeah it was a 7.9 qualifying offer but yeah lamello five year 260 million dollars i, I mean, think it's fine yeah it's fine hopefully he still stays healthy as well so we'll see in the upcoming years of what the horns will do because i mean they're also in a very dark spot i feel i will say even though like even though like you know, just just to com- commensurate these guys who got the max extension, we did it for Halliburton. We gotta do it for Lamelo. Shit, <laughs> just shit. Okay, right. Desmond Bay uh, gets a very modest five-year, two hundred and seven million dollar extension with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean, what forty <laughs> somewhat mil a year? Yeah, basically, uh, he's good though. He's really good. He's good, but would you consider him that much good? I think so. Like he's an elite shooter. He's getting better as a creator. He's he's the second op. Well, it depends on what do you think of Jaron Jackson. But like again, with the cap going up, this is this might actually even being end up being a discount at at, at some point. Hmm. I guess we'll see. But I don't know. <laughs> it still seems a little much for my liking. Probably for like a you know a, a number two for at best, but like he's good. I, I like him. Mm. Uh, Chris Middleton, three years, one hundred two million dollars. God, these numbers are getting so small. <laughs> getting so small yeah. now. But a <laughs> uh, third year option with the Bucks. I mean, I remember the talks of the Kings as well trying to get Middleton. It's not happening at all. <laughs> I, I put that in the Draymond category where it's just like, okay, this is just talks. This this ain't happening. Is I want the clicks for my website. But yeah. Well, no. no, not even that. I think it was Middleton trying to squeeze more money out of the Bucks. They were like, hey, the Kings got 30 34 million dollars of cap space. Bitch, you better give you better give me some money. I mean it's worth it for sure for the Bucks, but it's kind of yeah <laughs> i mean it's not happening for the kings for sure yeah and middleton's had a few had like two really down years because of injury we'll see if that continues um but you know it's a fine deal and they also re-signed brooke lopez too so like they're probably just gonna run it back we'll see what uh adrian griffin does like if he changes up the team a little bit but it's been a very disappointing like like two seasons for the bucks and we'll see if they can get back to like you know real championship contender status. Like you got you got punked by Jimmy Butler. Like you don't. It's hard to recover from that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, Jacoperto, four years, eighty million dollars with the Raptors. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's Whatever. he's fine. It's just what is that team doing? Like can like. Uh, people brought it up like ever since the championship year like Masai's just been losing guys like he refuses to like trade them for value a lot of the time like 
Is he losing his touch, do you think? Uh, that I can't be sure of, but I mean, if you're losing guys, you're going to not <laughs> do well in that organization. So, I mean, hopefully he opens up better <laughs> in terms of uh, having uh, trade talks and whatnot. <laughs> OG. Yeah, that that ain't happening anymore. Sadly enough, but well, I I don't know. Like at some point, you got to adapt. Like he like as, as you said, they've he's they've lost a lot of guys for nothing for the past few years. He's overplaying his hand a lot. Yeah, and the moment if they do trade OG, I feel I'm gonna be very disappointed because I feel like the uh, value that he's uh, trading OG for is gonna be lower than what we have seen so i want three i want five first round picks it's like bitch please <laughs> bitch please you ain't getting shit after february i'm just saying like at a, at a certain point you're gonna have to get real because ain't nobody giving you three anymore for og no yeah so it'll be interesting if uh, he does adapt but at the same time i'm gonna be very disappointed if it's a uh, very reachable um uh, trade for OG if uh, that ever happens. Yeah. Uh, as as we mentioned, Brooke Lopez to, uh, re-signed with the Bucks. Two years, $48 million. Not too bad. Good yeah. good, good job using uh, the Rockets as leverage, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another guy that we wish uh, will come to the Kings, but that's still a little too much, I feel. Yeah, I mean, that, was, that was a bit of a pipe dream, I think. Yeah, I mean... For what he's worth, especially with the Bucks, definitely mm-hmm. it's a good signing. But yeah, that that's not going to happen with us, sadly mm-hmm. enough. No, it will not be. Which is, we'll we'll see what they do. I feel like running it back, like if you're them, is a bit. Eh, I don't know. I just don't know if they're a real championship contender anymore. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Austin Reeves, uh, four years, fifty-six million dollars with the Lakers. I'd say definitely worth it. <laughs> That's a really good discount for the Lakers. I I thought he was going to get in the eighty million dollar territory because, like, I thought someone was going to offer him an offer sheet, and the Lakers were going to have to swallow swallow their pride and match it. But instead, just like just barely above what they what the Lakers could have offered him. Yeah, I mean, maybe he really loves L.A., which a lot of players do, <laughs> but. I mean, for... and he's a folktale like hero in that city right now. Mm-hmm. So like, there's nothing like unless unless you're, you know, with the Knicks when they're good. But like there's nothing there's nothing probably more satisfying than like being in L.A. when the Lakers are good. Mm-hmm. Especially with LeBron in the team, I guess. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, for the price that the Lakers paid, that's. It's crazy that he's coming back with, with that kind of price. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, go through the final stretch. Uh, so some guys that are left, I'm just going to read out some names. Tell me your interest level from one to 10. Uh, okay. First one, PJ Washington. Uh, five. Uh, Kelly Oubre. One. Really? Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. For the price that we're, we might be having to pay him, I'm, I don't know. He, he has done some 
I I just don't want him. <laughs> That's all I could say. I I don't think uh, he can provide us too much. That I feel is, like that's interesting. Okay. I feel like uh, we could find someone in next season or maybe over time that can uh, be better than him, to be honest. Like he's a guy, I don't know. He's a wing. He's got good size. He plays, pl- kind of plays hard. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I didn't think he'd be a one. <laughs> um, okay. Wait, Grant, we'll- wait, wait, sorry. In terms of scaling one to 10, one is the worst and 10 is the best. 10 is the best. Yes. Okay. Just making sure. So, uh, so still one. Wow. Yeah. Still. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Grant Williams. He might be a six for me. Six or seven. Okay. Uh, Matisse Dibel. I think a six. Six. Okay. Uh, Christian Wood. Four or five. Come on, Kelly Oubre gets a one and Christian Wood gets a four or five? Come on. <laughs> really? Uh, okay. Um, okay. So... I guess, like, yeah, I guess, well, you kind of answered my question. So, like, Grant Williams and Matisse Dybul, what, what interests what interest you about them? Well, let's start with Matisse first. Um, I mean, he's a good, lengthy guy. His offense is, well, not really that Bad. great. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> defense, very intriguing. He has a very unorthodox way of defending, of course. But, I mean, we do need the defense. Um for the going price of Matisse, it's probably gonna be decently it, high. I feel it's low. Seeing that uh, Blazers have not resigned him, it's not great. Mm, interesting. Um, I guess for the right price, definitely, but probably not on the top of my list. In my opinion, I would probably go for PJ or Grant. If you know those are also at the right price, to be honest. Okay, what about Grant Williams? Uh, that interests you. I think he could fit decently with the Kings. Um, for me, it's in terms of price. I I forgot how much he's getting paid. Um, uh, so it looks like he's probably going to get some sort of mid level. Like he's still unsigned, which is very telling because Boston does not want him back because they just got Kristaps. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, for the right price. I would probably give him what ten to fifteen a year. Yeah, actually, I I think that'd be a great price. Like, if you just give him like ten, twelve, like I'm okay with that. He's he's a bit uh, like I, I I keep saying this word. He's a bit small for like the power forward position, but like <laughs> it's just he's so thick, and he's got good lateral movement too. Like he he's gonna bring like a lot of like toughness on that end. Mm-hmm. And, so, and like, granted, it's a bit of a meme now. He is a shit talker, and I do appreciate that. I mean, we do need another person to do that work, I guess. Okay, uh, PJ Washington. Um, I guess what what's interesting to you about him? I mean, kind of in the same vein as Grant. I feel like Grant will provide better um, overall performance, in my opinion. Uh, geez, how old is PJ now? 24. 24. Yeah. Let me just look at his stats real quick because I kind of forgot. Eh, not the greatest three point shooter. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? While you look them up, I'll I'll just give my opinion about PJ Washington. It's he's another one of those guys where he's a fine player, but King's Twitter like keeps shitting on Harrison Barnes, and they just want just about everyone on this list except Harrison Barnes. And it's like, okay, let's get PJ Washington. I was like, I'm looking at him like he's he's been okay for the Hornets. He hasn't yeah. really contributed to winning. He, and like what's what does he do that's elite like it's it like i just i'm sick i'm kind of sick and tired of like you know a certain portion of kings and there are like harrison barnes enthusiasts but like some of them just want change for the sake of change and pj washington as i mentioned with a lot of other guys is not definitively better than harrison barnes and probably and is a good chance they probably never will be i'm just saying yeah he definitely shot a lot during the last, you know, five games of the season. <laughs> well, Lamelo Lamelo was out, and like, yeah. they're not playing for anything. I mean, not definitely not an upgrade to Barnes, in my opinion. But he is younger. I that's all I could give him, to be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, if if we do get him, probably around the same vein as Grant, around ten fifteen. Yeah, that's a, that's the kind of price that I'm looking at. And again, he's he's much more theoretical than he is actually good. Now, for Kelly Oubre, <laughs> do you mind uh, explaining why you would like him in the Kings? Well, he he's tall. He's he's wingy. He's like six seven with like a seven three wingspan. It's like crazy. He he does play defense. Like he's not exactly like lockdown defender, but again, he's long. He's active on that end. The issue is he can't really shoot worth a shit. Like, he is a bad shooter. But, like, he's a guy that drives hard to the rim and gives you a bit of – gives you an attitude. Like, he he's, I, he is a shit talker, but he's, like, an aggressive shit talker too. And, you know, the Kings do need more wings. And he can arguably be your backup four. Like, that's kind of what he is now. Like, he's a three-four type. Mm-hmm. And I just think like it, it would it, he would bring a lot to the Kings. The shooting is tough, but like everything else, I think for me checks out. Hmm. Now it's probably because I had a lot of negative thoughts about him in the past. <laughs> to be oh, honest, oh, there was one game he like there, the one game that the that the Kings beat them in. He was horrific on defense. Like mm-hmm. the amount of times that that he lost Kevin Herter for no reason is comical. Yeah, I mean, like I said, all those negative uh, attributes about him from the past that I've seen, it's just, if he's going to continue that way on the Kings, then what's what's the point? I mean, it's it'll be nice for him to be a backup, but definitely not the number one option, I would say. <laughs> also, there, might, there probably is a very good reason why the Kings aren't jumping at him. Like, Mike Brown coached him. And the ah, other Warriors, Jay yeah. Triano coached him on the Hornets. And it, I don't know how familiar you are with the season, his Warrior season. He was pretty bad. No, yeah. <laughs> so it's I don't think I don't think Mike Brown likes him all that much. Possibly I don't know. He they, he still might get signed, but like he's he's got he's got he's got a bit of he's a bit of an idiot. I'll just say <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. But like theoretically, he could provide a lot to the Kings. Okay, de- defend Christian Wood for me. He was my number. He was my like one. <laughs> oh, really? You know what? I would just put him at zero. I have no interest in him. Uh, in my thoughts, I think it's kind of the same vein as you with Kelly Oubre. I mean, there is size. There is doesn't, doesn't use it. 
but okay. Yeah, definitely doesn't <laughs> use it. He has decent offense. Defense, yeah. <laughs> You're probably better off playing Kelly Oubre at center than him. Like, no yeah. joke. Yeah. I mean, the offense is intriguing. As long as he doesn't do the stupid shit, he should just be fine. Um his finishing yeah. is one of the funniest things to me. He really tries to extend, like he tries to do the Harrison Barnes stuff, but doesn't have the touch to finish. It's one of the funniest things, just watching like a guy Euro step and just blow a layup. Yeah. Every single time it feels like. I mean, maybe under the Kings uh you know uh system, he might change. It's not gonna happen right away for sure. Um, but definitely the size. Uh, intrigues me more than Kelly Oubre, which let's see, what I need to check his size real quick. He's like 6'11, he's he's big, yeah, he's big. Um, I, I, I don't know, I personally wouldn't put him at the five for some reason. I, I think he, him. I think he is a five, I don't think he's a four. Mm. Although, That's... he theoretically can play four next to Sabonis because he can't shoot, that is one thing he can do, yeah. Uh but yeah, I, I just don't feel like he should be at the five for some reason. Cool. Yeah, feel... but bad, bad rim protector. Bad on yeah. defense. Terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, god awful. But you you're, uh, you're probably just better off with Sabonis at the five on defense, like is how is where we're at. It'll be I mean, all these guys will probably flourish under Sabonis for sure. Um it's just, you know, if they're willing to So that's to. the that's the other thing. Sorry to cut you off, but like that's the other thing. I don't know if he'll embrace that style. He's a guy that wants the ball and kind of wants to do his own thing, but not like a guy I don't think that moves off the ball all that well. So like, I don't know if he fits that great on the Kings. I see what you mean. I mean, <sighs> theoretically, if he's ready to embrace that role, sure, I'm okay. Yeah. With it, but I don't know if he'll embrace it. He's a he's a bit of an ass clown. I'll just say that. Now, the more I think about it, the asking price for Christian Wood might be a little more for some reason. I don't know. I, I still would want the 10 to 15 for him. If oh, that... fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not yeah. paying him that. <laughs> but for some reason, I feel like he, he wants more. That's all I could uh, say. Oh, well, he's going to want more, but he's not probably not going to get more because he's still out there. So, like, he's going to, like, probably be just above the minimum because, like, yeah, there are just a lot of stories about him being just, yeah, a, a hard, just not like very stubborn about the way he wants to play. So I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, Dallas resigns him <laughs> for some reason. If they're desperate, sure. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Well, that, that kind of concludes. Well, actually, no, it doesn't conclude. So we're going to end the player portion on this. Uh, Dame finally. Finally, requests a trade from the Trailblazers, and he specifically wants a trade to Miami. Uh, Blazers, however, don't want Tyler Hero back and wants to reroute him to a third team. So that's kind of like the gist of everything. Um, there's some other rumors about other teams wanting to get in, but they are kind of intimidated by the fact that he wants to go to Miami. Mm, I mean, definitely made them contenders, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know who wants Tyler Hero. <laughs> That's another question. Like, I was actually thinking of a, of a weird framework where, like, you can loop the Brooklyn Nets into this one, and like, you can probably give the Trailblazers one of your wings 
and then reroute Tyler Hero to the Nets because I think he would fit there. Hmm. I don't That'd know. Just, just spitballing. That'd be interesting, but how about the Nets being the you know primary destination for uh, Dame? So that that's where it gets tricky, right? Yeah, they probably want Dame. So I, I don't know. Like maybe there's a framework where you keep Tyler Hero because with the departures of Struess and uh, with Struess and Gabe Vincent, you kind of need more offense. So you might want to keep Tyler Hero if you can. And just, you know, and just trade Duncan Robinson and Caleb Martin and stuff like that. Yeah. It'll be tough. That's for sure. It's going to be a lot. This is going to be a pretty blockbuster trade, I'd say, uh, once it somehow finally finalizes. But if this all doesn't fall through, I mean, is Dame going to be stuck in the trailblazers for the time being? I hope not. I just, just it's time to move on. Like, and granted, the the Trailblazers GM Joe Cronin, he's kind of doing the right thing by like you know getting the best package that he can. But part, selfishly, I I just want Dame to get to Miami. It's like let's stop this dance of just like you know of like essentially just keeping Dame there. Like I don't want another Ben Simmons situation. Granted, a Dame will play, but. I don't want to have to wait and just watch like just Dame essentially be unhappy and then just it and then just like holding off until like a trade deadline for the best package. Just do right by the guy, get the best package you can, and then just move on. So we can all move on. Yeah. And the time is clicking for um Dame too. What is he? 32, I'd say. 32 or 33. He's getting up there. Yeah. So, you know, the window's small. Um Definitely, what, in the past few years, something probably should have happened with Dame. I mean, sadly enough, but... uh... So so apparently he did, he actually wanted to ask for a trade on Monday of last week, but he wanted to see what Joe Cronin could do. And when Joe Cronin, all he did was sign Jeremy Grant to $160 million, (laughs) Dame probably just said, yeah, fuck that. I'm gone. Yeah. Fucking gone. I mean, if I saw that, yeah, no, there's no way <laughs> he's coming back too. Well, it's not, it's not that. It's more like they didn't do anything else after that. Like, it's not a Jeremy Grant problem. It's just like you need way more than that, and they didn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. So, I get it. Yeah. Plus, uh, yeah, it'll be a really interesting thing with Dame with uh, the mix of Butler and Adebayo. So that'd be great. Like. You know, and then you just get a bunch of minimum guys like, you know, th- like the Heat have a knack for finding the like the Gabe Vincent's and the Max Truce of the world, like getting them out of nowhere. So and like, hell, maybe maybe it's a Haywood Highsmith year, you know. Yeah, never know. I guess uh, we'll see in the coming weeks if this ever goes down, which I mean, like I said, the clock is ticking. Yeah, so hopefully something does happen. And uh, I really do want to see Dame just go to Miami. I think that's just be a great fit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll just briefly go over this. Uh, that ends the player portion. Uh, the ESPN laid off a bunch of people um, because they just broke records in profits. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, Jalen Rose uh, was let go. Jeff Van Gundy was let go. Max Kellerman there were many more on the football side, like Steve Young, Susie Colbert, Keyshawn Johnson, like all these people like worked more than like 10 plus years, like a lot of them nearing like 20. 
just letting them go just letting them go i assumed because they're tenured and like they have big contracts but it's just like wow they just let a bunch of these guys go so i mean who's really left i mean i guess Stephen Steve a. a Stephen yeah. a um, richard a. jefferson and kendrick perkins yeah yeah Richard, Je- I like Richard Jefferson, and I've come to appreciate Perk. But yeah, I get the sentiment of like, really, you kept those fuckers around. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, especially with uh, was it? Uh who? Uh, who was? Damn, who was that one guy's name? I, I shouldn't have forgotten his name. Not Skip Bayless, right? No, I mean he's still around. Mad Doll, Mad Doll. No, 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 no. I should not forget this guy's name. Um, the Broncos tight end. Uh, no, not Pat McAfee, right? No. Oh man, why do I forget his name? Russell for... Wilson. No. no, 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 no. I feel like I should know this too, but, but anyways, coming yeah. back to that. But anyways, just kind of just corporate bullshit. They're kind of pulling their WWE actually, like where you make record profits. And randomly, you just start cutting people to increase your profits even more, even though, like, for the most part, it's marginal difference that it makes. Even a, a great reporter, Nick Ferdell, is gone, too. Like, this is what the fuck? Yeah, it's like, do, do they want their program to be boring? I don't know. Like, they still have a lot of good, uh, I guess, hosts, but you there's i mean yeah just let go of a lot of other good hosts as well that compliment them so well here's the thing it's not for us like espn is not for us anymore it's for the people who just can't stop watching like hot take artists and just garbage entertainment like oh is this guy gonna get traded there and does that guy like personally i hate most of that stuff but like there there's a market for that there, it's not on the internet for the most part, but it's mostly like the people who still watch these shows. The, their market is not us. It just isn't. And I don't know. Like, they're going in a different direction. Okay. I, I remember the name, by the way. <laughs> Shannon Sharp. I, I thought he was. Oh, yeah. They might hire him. Yeah. Yeah. I, because he's, I know, he's not undis- undisputed anymore. Yeah. I know he didn't get laid off, but he, you know, just left. <laughs> But, There's only so much skin Bayless you can deal with after, yeah. after a while. So, yeah, we'll see about that, I guess. Yeah, uh, really unfortunate. Just, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's weird. I mean, I'm I'm hoping most of these guys will come back in some sort of form. Probably not ESPN, of course, but... Um, probably like Fox yeah. Sports. Like, so I think somebody's got to replace Shannon Sharp on the other end. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see because yeah, it's too bad all these guys left off. And then again, I don't, I don't really watch um, ESPN too much uh, for these guys to be honest. But I mean, from what I've seen, pretty good personalities. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get to let's get to this. We'll end on this one. Uh, Money in the bank just happened. I thought it was a great show. Um, yeah, uh, let, let's start with this. The men's money in the bank. I love that match. It was great. The, the London crowd was amazing. And LA Knight. 
L.A. Knight. He, this dude is a megastar. I don't know if he should win the world title. I was actually okay with Damian Priest winning it because ultimately I think L.A. Knight is a U.S. champion guy. And like if he can succeed in that, maybe then you bump him up to world champion. But uh, L.A. Knight is so he's so over. Yeah, it's too bad because I I really thought he would win. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people thought he that would win. That was a perfect finish, by the way. T- taking out Logan Paul, like, you know, eliminating that threat. And then, like, literally him climbing up. And then I think getting stopped by, like, Shinsuke and Santos Escobar. And then, like, the camera perfectly placed right on LA Knight, looking like he's about to win it. And then Damian Priest. Comes out and no, comes out like Undertaker, like from under the camera, and just choke slams him. Was that that was really good? He's, I thought the right, I thought the right result. I really enjoyed the hell out of the match. As much as people want to gripe about Logan Paul, he was good during this match. He plays his role perfectly. It does show me like he does have a lot of respect for the wrestling art. Like the fact that he can, like I imagine they went through these spots a lot because that's what Money in the Bank mostly is: is a lot of spots. And the fact that he can, the fact that like he got his spots right, he seems to have a level of respect that I can, I guess, weirdly respect that he act, that he really does take this seriously. And he was, Logan Paul was great. Like every time like he got anywhere near the briefcase and the crowd just boomed so hard. It was, it was the opposite <laughs> of LA night. Yeah. I mean, still, we don't want him to win. And I don't know what he's going to be doing with that briefcase if he does win. Oh, oh yeah, show it on his uh, show it on his podcast, which is declining now. By the way, you know, to his like fourteen year old audience that don't move the needle at all. Um, yeah, just a g- g- terrific match. Um, just I-, I love that opening. We're not going to talk about every match. Just some of the stuff that stood out. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Um, so Shayna Baszler turns on Ronda Rousey for no reason. <laughs> it was really weird. But hey. I think it's going to split off into a Shayna versus Ronda feud, and hopefully Shayna wins it. Yeah, I guess we'll see. And congratulations to Liv Morgan and uh, Raquel Rodriguez for winning the title again, the tag, the women's tag titles again. They've been unified now, so I think that's really cool. Like, the, there's no more NXT women's titles. Like, the, you don't have a deep enough roster to do that, so it's good that they consolidated that. Uh, women's Money in the Bank was really good. I thought the fit, I like, you know, Trish Stratus, like, took a lot of, took a lot of really nasty bumps. I thought, like, the 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 rock bottom, basically, on the ladder, that was pretty brutal for Trish to take. Um, Eos, the the uh, kind of dynamic between Io Sky or Io Shirai and Bailey was really fun. It was as an overall really fun match, and I thought the finish was terrific. The handcuff. Like, but with uh, Becky and Bailey while uh, EO just climbs over them. And I thought it was the right winner. I, I would have picked EO to win. Hmm. Interesting because I really thought uh, Becky or Bailey, I mean, the what's the word? Typical winners of uh, Becky, these I thought, didn't make sense. Becky doesn't need it. And she's embroiled in a feud with Trish. I never thought she was going to win it. Hmm. Uh, Bailey, you could have made a, you could have made a, uh, made a case for, but she already won it, so she didn't hmm. need to win it again. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, we'll see how what Eel Sky will do in the next, I guess, coming months because that I did actually didn't expect the, uh, other than those two uh, people to, uh, you know, win the Money in the Bank. To be honest, 
And to move on to the main event, Bloodline Civil War. It it, it was it was a quintessential Roman match. And just done to absolute perfection. You know, slow build, you know, like a lot of storytelling. The great thing, the like it's a Roman style is really slow, but like he makes it because it's so slow, every single like move, like punch, every single like taunt, it just has so much meaning to it. And then it builds to the to the climax. Which usually is a ref bump, <laughs> and it's like what when that ref bump happened, you could just hear everybody in in, in the world who was watching just grow. It's like, oh fuck, here's the Roman finish. <laughs> you know, uh, the Usos hit the one D visual pin. The ref isn't there to count it, and then they're gonna hit a move, and then Roman's gonna hit a move, and then they're gonna finish it. So that actually happened. So it was a Samoan spike and uh and uh what's it called spear combo to Jey Uso the, the 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 ref slowly gets in he counts one two we're like oh fuck this is how it's gonna end and then they kick out great false finish and then I believe that straight leads to kind of the table spot where uh Solo Sokoa jumps onto the table nobody hold uh trying to hit Jimmy uh Jimmy rolls out the way and then it devolves into a kind of like a super kick Superman punch party with Roman. And Roman ends up spearing uh, Jay. I thought that was the finish. That actually would have made sense for the finish. And that's kind of the brilliance of this of this match where it's a lot that like they teased us twice with the Roman finish. In both times, incredible kickouts. And on, on the second kickout, it's the low below kickout where the arm just comes up trying to kick out and hits Roman square in the dick. A callback to that, I believe it's Night of Champions or Hell in a Cell. And it's it's a callback to that spot. Roman is down because his penis has been crushed. And then the super kicks, the double super kicks, and then the and then the splash to pin Roman. It was like the the pop that happened when he when Jay got the win was one of the best pops I like I had heard in a long time. It reminds me of when Daniel Bryan won the title for the not the first time when he won it off of John Cena, where everyone was just so surprised and happy it actually happened. It's just great match, great finish. Just Roman has mastered the Roman storytelling, like slow storytelling. It's not like the Triple H or Randy Orton style where it's just boring. It's just boring. There are there's there's story elements. There's so there's just so much. And like and yeah, the, they perfected the false finish, um, the finish spammings, the finish sequence. Like it was just like you were just expecting some bullshit to happen and it didn't happen. And it ended with just the one of the best wins in forever. Like Roman finally gets pinned. Oh yeah. Now the real question is, where does it come from here on out? So that's interesting. Like it's gonna be Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam, I assume. Is is Jay the guy to dethrone Roman? I don't think so. So that's where mm -hmm. it gets tricky. Is it like is the rock gonna come back? Like is it's like 
it, it's a great babyface run because like this is kind of a callback to the original story where Jey Uso was the original protagonist of this, the the guy that kind of started this bloodline storyline, and it makes sense to, to a certain degree for him to win the title, but I don't think he's the guy. I could be proven wrong though. I guess we'll see about that, but for him to win against Roman for the title. I think that would complete the story pretty well. <laughs> oh, I listen. I li- I well, I read some quotes from the Cody uh, press conference, and it says, and he's still saying he needs to finish the story. Fuck off! Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, your time is done. <laughs> Fuck off! I'm sorry. Uh, like, it's, it's like Jay is Jay, Sammy, and then Cody for me at this point. I'm done. Like he he he, he should have won at WrestleMania, no doubt. But I, I'm done. Yeah, go, go after Seth's title. Just do that. I don't get. I don't care anymore. Yeah, it's really too bad. And you know, if Jay does win, I wonder who he'll be facing after that. It's. I feel like it's gonna be Cody. Sadly enough, <laughs> either Cody or you. You know what? That actually might be a good pivot point. Like, you know, like it's something new. I just don't want to see Cody versus Roman again and build to WrestleMania for that. Like, uh, that ain't for me. But, like, just great finish, great main event, great show. Just, yeah, to, to end it with the blood, with the, with the bloodline storyline and Jay winning. Again, just, it is, it is legit like Daniel Bryan levels of baby face there. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that, that that was my take on Bunny in the Bank. Yeah, watch it if you can. That that final sequence is so good. All the kickouts. It, it's definitely worth the watch. Uh, that's all That's all I have uh, on my notes. Anything else you want to quickly go over before we call it an episode? Well, I mean, I don't know if you mentioned the previous podcast, but we've been playing Diablo 4. <laughs> yes, and it's taken up a lot of our time, to, to say the least. I. I I barely have started the main story, but I've I've done basically most of the dungeons now. Yeah, for me, I haven't done too many dungeons, but I'm pretty far into the story. <laughs> so and yeah, we're basically like the same level too. I think you're. I think you might be higher than me at this point. But let's see. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's a it's a good it's a good game. It's a fun game. Uh, but yeah, we're really enjoying it. And yeah, you're finally getting a break from Destiny. Don't you feel great? Yeah, I mean, Destiny, for all the shit talk they gave to uh, Blizzard, not doing much on their end either. So, I mean, with the release of D4, it's really, really different from what I remember when playing a D3, to be honest, because D3 to me was, I don't know, kind of repetitive in some ways. And the story to me was not as encapsulating uh to be honest <laughs> so i don't know maybe it might be uh different for you but to me i i feel like d4 was the more polished game uh overall then again it has been like what 11 years since uh the d3 release yeah and yeah i'm I'm enjoying this game a lot but it, it is it is becoming a bit of a grind because those dungeons were brutal like some of them were oh. just, it, it is just it is it's just time consuming a lot of them Same. and but I am enjoying the game a lot. And yeah, I'm a sorceress. Uh, you're a druid. druid. Yeah. So yeah, we're all we're all trying new things. It's just 
it, it's been it's been great to get back to gaming together again. The power of friendship lives on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, last last um, kind of last minute news. Uh, Sacramento Kings have signed Keon Ellis to another two way contract, so that's good. Other than that, uh, yeah, I think we should just call this an episode because I have to uh, go do something. So, um, anything else you want to quickly go over? No, I think that's about it. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to this one. We'll catch you guys back on the next one. Hopefully you enjoy that last minute update. Yep, we'll see you guys later. <laughs>